Is it singer? Ah, oh, Vera, you got the cue this week. Yay! It is on. We are here. We are alive. We are thriving. We are Uncensored Radio Live. Welcome to these lovely folks we have here. We'll start out with our regular panellists, of course, the ever voluptuous and vivacious Vera. How are you this week, my dear? Good. Well, I'm exhausted, but I'm good, and I'm all frizzy because it's 150 in the shade, and the humidity's 100. percent So yeah. hot that your varnish is melting <laughs> off your chair, correct? The varnish is melting off my chair, and I keep scratching at it. I should stop. No, oh, she's <laughs> she's got issues. Well, there's just some of them. <laughs> our our lovely Luke is back with us again. It's so lovely to have you here all the time. Now, how are you? I know it's 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 um great. It's a nice feel just to be back involved in the lives. I was sort of feeling a little bit left out and absent. Um, you know, a bit virginy like Vera. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in nineteen dickety four, <laughs> but no, no it's, it's it's nice, and you know, and to work on work on the new stuff again, fun. So yeah, yay. keeping it fresh. How is the kooky and ever lovely Katie McCarthy today? Oh, that's Tonight. the nicest thing you've ever said about me, honestly. Well, look, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just flattered. <laughs> just no way to go. Ah! I don't. I don't. You're usually insulting me. What do I do? <laughs> the question was, <laughs> are you? The answer is <laughs> pass. Pass. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> she can't make it work. Okay, fucked her right up. Oh, I swore it. Oh, it's two oh, minutes in. <laughs> it was me. See what happens. Normally, you see, you were normally, nice to me. Yeah. You threw yourself all off. Normally it's me going, hey, please don't swear in the first couple of minutes of the show. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. So, Vera, we have a special guest today. So Why don't I would you? I'd like to take this moment to introduce you all to my very good friend. He is an artist, a creator, a puppeteer extraordinaire. Don't worry, he's not playing with dolls, Katie. They are puppets. It's art. That's my a friend... glorified doll, and I don't care what you say. <laughs> my friend, Mark. Petrosino, co-founder of Monkey Boy Production and puppeteer extraordinaire. Welcome, Mark Petrosino. Yay! Hi, everybody. Hey. Thanks for having me. No problem. Howdy. Now, I'm so glad to be here. About uh, what's going on in Monkey Boy Production land? Whew, we are Post busy, COVID. thankfully. Yeah. Post-COVID, you guys are really cooking? Yeah, we, we've been... First of all, we're very lucky to have survived COVID. I mean, in every sense. Um from a business standpoint, we, we had a great 2019 to the point where we were like bursting at the seams. We had a a 3000 square foot workshop. Um, and we're like, we need to get a bigger space. We need to get something bigger. And we found a 6,000 square foot space and it was a higher per square foot rate too. And so more than doubled our overhead and we're moved in, we're ready to go all gangbusters. And the next week they shut down Pennsylvania. Wow. (laughs) And all of our income from live theater went down the drain and most of our other income went down the drain. And uh, we got lucky. We were able to get one of those PPP loans and um, a couple of random, really odd jobs came through. And then we kept hearing all these rumors that uh, there's a lot of work coming. There's a lot of work coming. People are just sitting at home writing stuff and chomping at the bit to make theater and TV. And, uh, and it, it, 
the flood has unleashed in the past month. Like we, we spent one month just filling out numbers and coming up with bids and the last month uh, trying to find enough workers to, to fill out the, the seats. It's, it's been, we're very lucky because we know a lot of, of our colleagues have not had work or gone under. So uh, I did hear a rumor that uh, Little Shop was going to be one of the new Broadway shows opening in September. Would uh, the boys be working with that? Yes, they're they're coming back. It's an off-Broadway show, um, uh -huh. going back to its roots, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it was playing at the West Side Theater. Yeah, there's the shot uh, with Jonathan Groff, um, who oh, you may cool. recognize from uh, uh, Mindhunter Mine and Hamilton. Yes, he's yes. obviously fantastic in Hamilton. And he's genuinely one of the nicest human beings you could meet. Um, he, he's just so kind and... And very uh, easy on the eyes. It's so that too. funny that so, you bring up uh, Little Shop of Horrors because I've had suddenly Seymour in my head for like the past week. Oh, yeah? That, wow. that show is, is so great. I mean, the music, the writing. It's, it's one of the few shows we... Um, my partner, Michael, and I... Uh, my business partner, we toured with the national tour of it and we've literally performed it over a thousand times a piece. And it's one of the few shows where you could do that and not, you know, go insane. That shot there is from uh, Ford's theater. Uh, they rented puppets we made like almost nine, well, almost 10 years ago. Wow. Um, it was very cool. weird. Yeah, it was weird to be playing in Ford's theater because it's, you know. Haunted. <laughs> That too. We we enjoy a good ghost story, so you can go in there right. anytime you so, want. So, if you want to hear the the reason why Ford Sears is haunted, is uh, not because of Lincoln, but because after Lincoln was shot, uh, nobody wanted to go to that theater. Uh, Mary Todd wanted the place torn down, so the government bought it and turned it into an office and like an archive and for some reason the idiots they so they they gutted the theater put in floors and for some reason they used the upper floors for storing files and the building collapsed on the inside killing i think like 20 some government <laughs> workers which led oh. to uh which led to insurance for government employees um but that's why they say it's haunted is those government war workers and then years later, they were like, well, it's we still own this. Let's turn it back into a theater. And they were able to make a perfect replica because um, who's the famous Civil War photographer? Not Anderson. Um, oh, I'm blanking yes. on it. Yep. He he had taken, you know, hundreds of pictures of the interior because it was a crime scene. So they were able to exactly replicate down to like the chipped uh, sculptures, the interior. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah, sorry right. for the long, weird story. No, good story. <laughs> yeah, very like cool. No, this is uncensored radio. We are just one, one bit long, weird story, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> Listen, all my stories are long-winded and not all that interesting. At least yours was interesting. I wanted Thank you to share with us a little bit your SNL story with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, sure. Well, she, again... Go ahead. That's my cousin. That's one of my favorite Mark stories. That's my friend. That's my friend. <laughs> we we got super lucky again. It's it comes back around uh, the little shop. Um, a number of years ago, uh, SNL was doing a, a sketch, a little shop sketch, which eventually got cut literally in the eleventh hour. But while we were there, they were like, "Oh, can you build props? Can you build this? Can you build that?" We're like, "Sure." 
So they started calling us for random items. And um, when they decided to have M Melissa McCarthy play Sean Spicer. Oh my uh, God, is your podium? Did you make the podium? Yeah, we made Shut the first. Up. Yeah, so the first one that she picked up, they needed, you know, something lightweight that she could pick up and, you know, kind of make it a bully pulpit and <laughs> abuse the, the press corps with. And then the next week, they're like, well, they want it to be uh, moving. They want her to ride it. So they wanted it on a Segway. And we're like, that's a bad idea. Studio <laughs> 8H is tiny. It's it's not that big of a studio. Um, so we're like, what if we use like a, an electric wheelchair? So we had to scramble and find uh, an electric wheelchair. Because basically, we get a call Wednesday night at 1030 from the props department. And they say, we need X, Y, and Z. And they either need it by Friday or Saturday, depending on um, rehearsal schedule. So we got a call. They're like, we need this by Friday so she can rehearse it. Um, so we have to scramble, find it uh, uh, there. Yeah, that's the first one. That's the, the lightweight one. That is so um, awesome. Had to find the electric wheelchair, pull it apart, uh, do some welding to make a skeleton. Um, luckily, we, we work with a super talented team at our shop. Um, so some people did welding, some did woodwork, some did aesthetics and painting and whatnot. Scrambled, got it up there, and then uh, they brought her in to rehearse with it. And like at first, she's like, you know, how does this work? You know, we had moved the little like joystick; it looked like an Atari controller up <laughs> onto the podium so she could drive it. And she's like, oh, I don't know about this. And then like two seconds later, she's like spinning <laughs> around the the studio, running people over. <laughs> but she was just so genuinely nice like we could tell from the start like she came in and she was remembering the crew and saying hi to the crew and remembering their names and like you know a lot of the stars they come in there and they're you know focused on on what they're doing or they're only talking to lauren or maybe a couple of the cast members but she is just such a genuinely nice down-to-earth person if you guys haven't seen that sketch of uh, melissa mccarthy as sean spicer it's you are missing out. That is She's probably brilliant. one yes. of the funniest sketches SNL has ever done. I mean, I was yeah. crying, like hysterical tears. It was so funny. Okay, yeah. speaking of crying, Mark, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question about these two. Oh, so <laughs> because recently... I would die. I would die. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so we made those in you know less than forty-eight hours. <gasps> um, they they called us up and we're like, hey, they want to do a sketch with the Muppets, and we don't know if it's going to happen or not. Um, I guess they tried to reach out to the real Muppets, and I don't know what their legal departments decided, but because it's parody, um, they were like, we need you to build a Statler, Waldorf, a Kermit, <laughs> and a, a chicken. So <laughs> no um, piggy. <laughs> No, that, too big. <laughs> too big she she would have been tough. Wow, we were lucky. To we were lucky that it was them. Piggy, Vera. Oh, no, <laughs> no. We're talking about two mega stars. Yeah, right. that, yeah, yes. good good catch. I'm not fat shaming Piggy. I am not about the fat shaming. Not wrong. You guys hear that? Miss Piggy's litigious. That's the problem. That was my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they're amazing. They are they are. This is actually my, my alter ego. <laughs> we, we, oh yeah, we had a we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago because they were talking about um we're talking about gay gay characters being introduced into Sesame Street. And I said 
because everyone talks about Burton Ernie, right? And they're like, are they, aren't they? I said, these two are the original old queens of the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) Two two old, single, well-dressed gentlemen that love the theatre and bitch about everyone. Hello. How are they not gay? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about um, Helpsters as well? Sure. Um, we were approached by Sesame Workshop, who obviously produces Sesame Street and other shows, um, and they wanted help with designing and producing these puppets. So um, <clears throat> an old friend of mine, Jeremy Holmes, uh, who is from Auburn, who I've known since I was in, you know, a kid, and a more recent friend, Dan Cook, who's an excellent uh, puppet builder. We work with them often at uh, Monkey Boys. We had them design the puppets. They submitted different designs. And then our team built these. Um, it was crazy. It was way too short of a timeline to build them. So we learned a lot in the process. But we were surprised. We were nominated for a daytime Emmy for it, for the for the wow. puppets. Yeah. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you. It, it, it's it's weird. It's like not something I ever thought we would be awarded or, or you know nominated you for. Awarded, I should say. Just- no, we were not awarded. I I misspoke. <laughs> I, that would be cool. We, that would be very cool. My but a lot of my friends, <laughs> right? We we. I mean, the nice thing is, at least we lost to friends because we lost to Sesame Street, and you know, a lot of the builders <laughs> right. on that are you know people we know. So yeah, and they they're good. They're good people to lose to. I mean, right? For, yeah. Especially in, especially in your business. I mean, anything can, yeah. to be like you know linked to Jim Henson and all that kind of thing can only be a good thing, right? <laughs> That's, I mean, all of this, all of our success with Monkey Boys are, is in part owed to, you know, learning from Jim Henson, learning from Frank Oz. And then we've, you know, the people we've met in, throughout the way, like uh, Martin Robinson, who designed the original Little Shop puppets. You know, he's our friend. He helped us. He lent us his designs for some of the, the rental sets. He was like, please use them. Um, you know, Pam Arciero, who works on Sesame Street, is one of our mentors. Like... We, we've been very lucky. It's a very, um, very much a community, puppetry how community. Did, how did you start out in um, doing puppets, Mark, and, and doing props? And, like, where did that begin for you? Well, originally <laughs> I had – actually, I, I think he's in the other room. Um, <laughs> my parents bought me a Fisher Price. He used to make an animal puppet, like, you know, Animal from the Muppets, yeah. the drummer. Fisher we Price made the, yeah. <laughs> so Fisher Price made this amazing version of him, like full body. You put your hand in through his back, up into his mouth, and it had a blink mechanism. And I used to carry him around, and he was like, you know, other kids had security blankets. I had animal, and <laughs> I could go around at cast parties, which Vera experienced, and yeah. harass adults, and like not get in trouble for it. You know, animal could say things that I couldn't say as a child. So. um <laughs> I loved puppetry. I grew up, you know, watching Muppets and Sesame and all that stuff. So I went to school and was like, oh, I, I can't make a living as a puppeteer. So I went and studied science. Um, I was originally a marine biology student and then got halfway into that and realized I'd wind up spending every day counting specimens on a Petri dish. So <laughs> I, was, I was like, what can I do here? And my brother was going to Ithaca um, and they have a program where you can create your own major. And he's like, why don't you make a puppetry degree? So mm-hmm. I, I transferred, made a degree there, um, and uh, the just I've kind of chased it. Yeah, I've kind of chased it down. 
Okay, so when when people think about puppets, like obviously the th- the first thing you think is is Muppets, but can you tell us about this guy? Sure. Wow, so that's a uh, juvenile t- uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex we built for. There's a, a a theme park of sorts in New Jersey called Field Station Dinosaurs that has a lot of large animatronic dinosaurs, but they wanted one that could be manipulated by a human. Um, to go around and do a, uh, like a, they do educational shows throughout the day. So there's, there's a human in that? Here, put yeah, that back yeah. Up. If you put the back up and look at the legs. Oh, yeah, you can see. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. wow, that was sneaky. The trick <laughs> is, though, because that, that dinosaur is 15 feet long, um, to make the mouth move and the eyes blink and all that stuff, we needed to figure out a way to extend the puppeteer's reach. And my partner, Michael, is an amazing builder. He's kind of our head mech builder and just general head fabricator. He came up with um, using a kind of a trapezoidal thing. So you have a triangle at two ends and each point of the triangle is connected by like a, a three or four foot pole. So uh, you have like controls on one end, one triangle. And as you move it, it moves uh, correspondingly at the other end of the, the poles, the trapezoid of sorts or a uh, parallelogram. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Stupid geometry. Um, uh, I feel you. So, <laughs> so I mean, we also had to make it. Yeah, <laughs> we had to figure out how to make it light and um, and all that stuff, which was tricky. But the uh, whole on thing behalf was about of everyone who's pounds. yeah, on behalf of everyone who's been inside of something like that, thank you for making it light because <laughs> <laughs> some of them aren't. <laughs> have you done? You've done character work like that. I have. I have. I've done. I I was in um, a Yo Gabba Gabba show. I don't know oh, if you really? That show. Yes, yeah. I was. I was Plex, a big yellow robot, and it was made out of fiberglass and wood. Oof. Oh, and sat <laughs> on my shoulders. The weight that's, of it sat on my shoulders. It was brutal. That's warm and painful. Yeah. Warm and very painful. Yeah. My <laughs> friend Scooby-Doo. likes. The, yeah. Uh, I mean Scooby Doo. <laughs> What's that? Where did you guys build this, the Raiders uh, sarcophagus for? That was for SNL as well. They, um, I don't know if you guys know that running gag they do at the end of the show sometimes where uh, Keenan is a bartender and Kate is like uh, a bar fly and whoever the guest that week is comes on and they're kind of just saying disgusting things to each other and wind up making out at the end and Keenan throughout the whole thing is just trying to like stab his eyes out or something. <laughs> I, um, I, I have running. not seen that one. <laughs> it's it's a running, yeah. So they like one time we made like Venetian blind glasses for him, and for that bit with the the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ark and Ark of the Covenant, uh, he just opens it up and his face melts. You know, like the the Nazi <laughs> at the end of the movie. Oh, that's so. right. I knew it was Raiders. <laughs> I have one more question. I have one more question about this because this is huge. By the looks yeah. of it, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. that is something yeah, that's else. almost <laughs> eleven feet tall. Um, that is a woolly mammoth we made for a, a park uh, in Malaysia. Um, that again, this shipped out like weeks before COVID struck. We were supposed to go over there, and of course, you know, as we were getting ready to go over there, it was the initial like spreading in Asia, and we're like are we going to go over it all? And then obviously it came to America and that all went out the window too. So, but this can walk not 
quite under its own power, but basically if you push it from behind, we had a, a push bar. Um, there's a chain drive at the bottom um, and it makes the legs move in a natural, you know, like all the joints move. And then a puppeteer sits kind of in the chest neck area and controls the head and there's like eyebrow movement and the trunk can move. So and now so. is that supposed to look like the one from Ice Age? Because that's kind of what like it looks like. The great romantic character. It is. It's Manny. Manny yeah, the I Mimic. I could not remember his name. <laughs> so cute. So it so looks cute. great. You guys do great Thank you. work. Thank you. We're like I said, we we've been very lucky to find these multidisciplinary talents near us. Like our our best sculptor is also one of our best stitchers and drapers. Our best welder is another great stitcher, but a great painter as well. Like um, they all just have these crazy talents. So <laughs> here, you guys are making these amazing puppets, and I can barely sew together two things. Good for, <laughs> good for you guys. <laughs> but it's amazing, Mark, though, that you guys have been able to survive through that initial shutdown of everything with COVID, and now we things are looking like they're going to thrive in entertainment and it's amazing i think it's great yeah. thank so you we're one big project coming up that you're really excited about? That you um, tell us. i was gonna say that we have a huge project that delivers in december that i cannot tell you who it's for um unfortunately <laughs> we we signed <laughs> yeah i'll maybe i'll tell you off camera uh it's there's a lot of we we sign a lot of ndas nowadays um, uh -huh. yeah, before not, we even can bid. So. Let's not get you sued. So yeah. <laughs> or out of the bidding market at all. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 a big corporation and they've been surprisingly nice to work with. So all right, cool. guys, Mark is no snitch. Let's just like put it out there for everyone. He is not snitching. Hire him so for we more can, work. We can uh, we can check everything out at Monkey Boys Productions on Facebook. Follow you and yeah, you know, all on those Facebook or or monkeyboysproductions.com yeah check us all out we would love to well thank, thanks for joining us I know. my oh, pleasure thanks for having me for the whole show. and you gotta stick I'm around and play, play games with us oh god as, as much as I can I may have to duck off at some point <laughs> that's but. okay can we not corrupt the poor man well look oh, he agreed he, he agreed <laughs> really so, yeah, so this, this needs to come with a disclaimer that if you're signing on for this <laughs> Vera can tell you stories. Yeah, I, you're, <laughs> I was we're about to hear a very different side of Vera. Of Vera. So, um, oh. Oh, here Vera. we go, guys. Let's Actually, jump into this week. Oh. Come on, Vera. The first time I met Mark, I was playing his grandmother, and I was only oh. 25 at the time. Oh. And we were playing in the hallway. We were shooting each other with rubber bands and. And his father came out and started yelling at him and his brother. And I'm like, you can't yell at Mark and Joe. This is really my fault. And he turned on me with his feral eyes. He's like, I don't care what you do, but they know better. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> way to go, Vera. I know. Way to go. You lost <laughs> cause, Vera. I'm sorry. You are a lost cause. <laughs> so, as I said, you're about to. Um, you're about to hear a different side of Vera because we're going to jump into this week's hot load of hot topics. <laughs> it never gets old. Really? This is so mild in comparison to the childhood. 
Well, look, okay. There's a bad so <laughs> When we were, we would all go camping, all of us that were in the theater group, and all the adults would sit out and sing dirty songs like, and all the kids were just intense, so it's not like we couldn't hear them. And they realized one time when they started singing like I, 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 I or something, and we all started singing the verses, the kids from in the tent, they were like, uh oh. They uh, remember. So we're gonna start out with we're gonna start out with one for Vera, Vera's favorite girls. In the, gotta worry about her favorite her favorite words, uh, girls in the oh, news. Uh, controversial Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene has attacked the former uh, former Olympian Caitlyn Jenner and reality star and California governor hopeful by calling her a man in a dress, outraging LBTQ plus rights community activists. She wrote on Twitter, GOP support and consultants working to elect Jennifer governor in California are playing to the left's stupid identity politics game, a game that sells out our faith, family and freedoms. Stop promoting this man in a dress and never trumper. MTG attracted headlines all over the world when she hanged a sign outside her office in the Capitol building that said, there are two genders, male and female, trust the science. She also labelled the Equality Act an attack on God's creation because the legislation would give civil rights protections to LGBTQ plus people. Vera, you got to go first because she's your girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Marjorie Trader Green. Know, what can you say about stupid? There's just really? no educating this bitch. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I do think this should be a lesson to all the conservative LGBTQ that you don't belong in the Republican Party. What the hell are you thinking? These people don't believe you should exist. That's my thought. And, you know, I really, really hate Caitlyn Jenner. I, I think she is the absolute god-awful worst. And she's a horrible representative of her community. However, I would never misgender her. And I would never dead name her like a lot of people do. She's I have. so horrible. She's <laughs> still god-awful. But I respect her enough to respect her pronouns and respect her, her name. Uh, but besides that, yeah, she does. I mean, you say she doesn't belong in that party, but she absolutely does because she's a traitor to her community and she is a traitor to women. So, yes. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, Caitlin's put herself. All along. She has been all along. She has not well, been she... any kind of sister since becoming a woman. No, she's, no. she's not. A well, she's put no. herself in this precarious position now where, like, she's. Precarious? What kind of accent is that? I don't know. Precarious. <laughs> I'm, Just I'm doing Katie with Bianca Biarsi. Uh, look. That's how you told me how to pronounce it, you jackass. Let me I make my point. <laughs> I, I think she's put herself people. in this position where she's going to be attacked by both sides because who does she appeal to now? She's no. burned bridges with one and but the other side don't really want her. Like it's a it's a kind of a. I'd be willing to bet some of that side wants her secretly. Yeah, I mean, but that's like a whole different kind of desire. Okay, we're not we're not talking that. I mean, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're in the sisterhood. I just want to throw this out there. Oh no, I I agree. But you know, you would think if you wanted desired to be a woman that ardently that you went through the surgery and the and the reassignment that you would have some feeling for the rest of your gender yeah no you know? no 
there, there are a specific type of women, and those are called pick me bitches. And she yeah. is a pick me bitch. My sister and I call them beta bitches. <laughs> I just think she's not that stuff, interesting, really. Is she? oh, she's, she's never been interesting. Like the most interesting thing about her was her Olympic career, and that's been over how long? And then you get you get whipped by. Chris Jenner for like however many years. Like, come on. That could have been interesting too, but she just made it just totally not interesting. She is. No wonder you want. No she wonder she should. wanted to change genders. Mm, that's. I think she just oh. wandered through her stepdaughter's <laughs> closets too often. Come on. Right, speaking of gender switches, I wish I wish Jeffrey was here because I'm sure he has a lot of feelings about this. But this week, Jerry O'Connell has been named the new co-host of the embattled chat show, The Talk, replacing original cast member Sharon Osbourne after her explosive exit, an on-screen argument with cast member Cheryl Underwood, and subsequent claims of racism and bullying for her former castmates. Though he has guested on this show and several others, O'Connell is the show's first permanent male co-host in its 11-year history. He joins current cast members Amanda Klutz, no idea, Elaine Welchop, <laughs> who I know from Project Runway, Cheryl Underwood, and Carrie Ananaba, who got a tits out for Madonna. Um, God, speaking of not interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish... Good for him. Good on you. It's the I'm going to watch the show, but hey. I mean, the most interesting... Dead. The most interesting thing about him is his wife. Oh, not even. I liked. Look, I like Jerry O'Connell. I think Jerry O'Connell can be very entertaining, but it's just like, oh, it's very, it's very problematic that we can't find another woman that will get along with these other women. Oh, we'll put a man in there. It's like, okay. Well, I mean, isn't that just like a big statement all in itself that? Oh, women can't get along. All they do is fight. Let's put a man in there. That'll solve all the problems. But look, well, you've and, proven and just, that shows, by turning on Caitlin. But it shows. It, show, <laughs> it shows that they, they are and later. always have been the B version of the View. Because no matter who, what bitches on the View, it's always females, and they will just fight it out to the death. Whereas this, you, that's just like ah, oh, band aid. Jerry O'Connell size band aid. He's white and, and likable. That Fix there it. Were women lining up for Sharon's clothes. I mean, doesn't I that reek of misogyny? Probably, yes, like, there were probably fifty women a second trying to get their agent to call for that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, on the talk. Like, on the on the talk. Come on! If you've got no credits, you want to get in the. I would call if I get an agent. I would Especially right me. now, there's plenty of people out of work. Yeah. Mm. Thank, thank you, Mark. That was going to be my next point. People Maybe Roseanne would have been a good fit. Oh, damn. There you go. I think Roseanne had lower herself to the talk. But, you know. Just quietly. You know. Just... And did we notice it was a white male? Yeah, I said that, Katie. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> now, speak, speaking of lowering yourself to TV shows. Um, oh. I used to they're, not even, they're not even calling it Sex in the City. What is it? Sex in the nursing home? No, it's it's. <laughs> and, what what is it? What is yeah. it? And, and suddenly, or something. It's and it, oh, I don't know. I, I don't watch I the show. Remember anymore? I was never interested in a show about three hookers and their grandma, and now their grandma's gone. Listen, so workers have more interesting plot lines. Have you seen the the memes of this? 
No. <laughs> no. Where, yes, where people yes, have inserted yes, the, so the mannequin funny. from the movie Mannequin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> One of our viewers actually, one of our viewers actually said, "Wow, the Hocus Pocus cast got old." Oh. <laughs> uh, Riddler we shouldn't be ageist, guys. I'm Come being on. ageist because what the fuck has Kristen done to her? Head? And just like that, and just like that, just like that, because she says that all the time in the show. Sure what does. has she done to her face? She's gone Marsha Cross territory. Yeah, yes. that, that does look a little uh, I... over tight. And Hold on. I don't think I, I got to get a better look because I, can't I think she's going to cough out of her eyebrows next time she has to cough. <laughs> and it looks like the more I look at this photo, I don't know if they were together when it was taken. Yeah, that does look incredibly. That looks yeah. like we've CGI'd Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh God, there. it is bad. Oh. I was just going to yeah. throw this out there. Ooh. Maybe, Mark, you could make a mannequin of Kim Cattrall. <laughs> right? Mannequin whore tuffet. Just putting it into the universe for you. There's nothing well, wrong with plastic Samantha surgery, Spain. but good Lord, she did not get a good one. Does Samantha want to be operated inside from a man's hand? Possibly. Possibly. But, Possibly. She hasn't been. but my, my whole thing with this is, this kind of Who is says like, it'd be my hand? Mark, this kind of thing is like rebooting Happy Days without the Fonz, or like like it's taking the most interesting part of the show out and leaving probably three of the most unlikable characters left to fend for themselves. Didn't everyone want to be Carrie at some point? No, she's the worst. (laughs) She's the worst (laughs) sex therapist in the world. She's like a no, well, advice columnist, advice columnist, or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like it was. Well, um, well, look at Cynthia, but look at Cynthia Nixon's face. She pissed. She's like, yeah. I've gone, I've gone from working with with Ryan Murphy on Ratchet to this shit again. She could, I could have been the next she, Ellen. Uh, has <laughs> some pretty heavy acting chops. Yeah, she's got. She's shit, her. Oh she's actually God. gone on to have a serious acting career. Yeah, she she did. Uh, Cherry Orchard, didn't she do on Broadway? I don't know, but Kirsten did that show about. Remember, we talked about how she did that show with that woman who was looking to get fertilized. Wait, what? It was a reality. <laughs> it was a reality show. It was a reality show where she had picked all. They picked all these guys. She wanted to have a baby and meet the father of her baby, and that's that was the competition of the show. Who would fertilize this woman? <laughs> What? I re- yeah. vaguely recall that, and I, I was surprised that it actually. I don't made know if it actually production. ever finished. To be honest, I I was like, did oh. the guys finish? Talk about <laughs> <the> <laughs> I caught it. You know? <laughs> no, there was though because one of the like one of the it, I watched the first episode. Just I was like, I have to. Um, part of the first episode was them getting their their um material Excellent. material f- tested. And they're all standing outside the room, high-fiving each other as they come out. That's I'm like, you know what club. they've been doing with that hand. It's like... <laughs> well, you know, really? it's like, it's like, yeah, well, some interesting choices. 
The funny thing about sex in the city is people's like, oh, it's it's so prolific because it just liberated women with their sexuality. It's like, no, you took the only sexually liberated character and you kicked her out of the show. That's why they can't call it sex in the city anymore. Well, like Carrie never really had sex. She talked about dried up old bitches. Never really had it. Neither did Miranda. She was more focused on her career, and then she got married, and Kristen was approved, or whoever her character's name is. I wonder if Cynthia Nixon's going to be gay in this. Oh. I I know that she doesn't have to be, but I wonder if that's something that she's going to, because... Well, I always suspected that Steve was gay, whoever the actor was that played That that might be a nice plot twist that they both turn out to be each other's beards. Aw, Steve was pretty. That'd be cute. (laughs) All right, speaking speaking of successful co-stars... But she, look, I guess she's in it. <laughs> that look from it's happening. Uh-huh. It's happening. Yes. October twenty second, twenty twenty two. Winifred San- Sanderson on my keychain. Grayson uh, was looking at it today. He goes, "Who's that?" I said, "How? Okay, number one, how dare how you? Dare you? I, I, how dare you I apparently haven't raised you well enough. You failed <laughs> as a parent. And number two, it's Winifred Sanderson. Who's the actress? Bette Midler. Who? I, <gasps> I failed you. And you call yourself a hag. How rude. I know. I, I got to throw him out and try again because I just totally failed this child. You know that movie holds up so well, though, that little Such kids a good today movie. love it still. I mean, they I, love it. Like, my daughter loves it. It's a great movie. It is a films. great movie, and I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to watch it. I'm really curious so the, to how they've brought it into well i've 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 read i've read i've read a treatment that i don't know if it's the one that they went with but if it is the one that they went with it's going to be awesome is thora birch back in it everyone's back in the one that i read oh i love that so they've got big shoes to fill so hopefully they do it Mm, that miller can act her ass off she'll nail it yeah she'll put a spell on you oh she'll be good all right. Well, this is a special effects kind of question, so I'm gonna. What well, this is gonna involve, Mark? Did anyone see the UFC fight? Oh, oh God! Oh. So, um, Conor McGregor's latest match has ended in a loss after a sickening leg break that left his foot wobbling at the end of his Oof. leg. Um, the reports suggest the break could be career-ending. McGregor's message to his opponent was simple: "This is not over." I don't know if you. I didn't. I was like, should I put the photo of the leg? I didn't put the photo of the leg. I mean, I'm not saying that... It's like he's put a prosthetic sock on that isn't on properly. It's like at the weirdest, like, 98 degree angle, and it's just flopping there as he's, like, trying to walk on it. It's like... It's it's fully, like, his... his I'm trying, like his cat, like his foot is touching his cat, like it bends. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the Tom, yeah. it's like the Tom Cruise jelly ankle. Permission I mean, it impossible. Was, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Bad. We might have discussed something similar to this because there was an injury on Fear Street, 1978. Maybe uncensored horror mentioned it. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe you should Maybe. go watch that. That was that was the weirdest segue. But congratulations. <laughs> um, I tried. I tried. She tried. You oh, did try. I tried. I'm Points for trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a cute moment. I, I was like, Ugh! yeah. But hey, anyway, it's a no risk one, of that. If you're going, into no one else ring, has anything to say about it. You've got to expect it, something like that. Like, what about Richard Branch and Virgins in Space? 
Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations, you've you'll somebody would break his legs. Richard Branson, brilliaire and Virgin King, has soared 86 kilometers above the New Mexico desert aboard his Virgin Galactic rocket plane, safely returned in the vehicle's first fully crewed test flight to space, a symbolic milestone for a venture he started 17 years ago. Branson was one of six Virgin Galactic employees strapped in for the ride, has touted the mission as a precursor to a new era of, era of space tourism. The company he founded in 2004 poised to begin commercial operations next year. Bezos remains earthbound impressed. <laughs> Congratulations, Richard Branson. You've mastered capitalism. I don't know what I else to tell you. Say, is this is anything that this country can't corrupt. Really? This is, I just don't know. This is the saddest dick measuring contest in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Elon, poor Elon Musk keeps on exploding and falling down. <laughs> like, even more. Jesus Christ. And every time he says, This has never happened to me before. Bezos can't Bezos can't get it up, and and Musk just just explodes all the time. It's dangerous goods, but Richard Branson is starting to look more and more like every supervillain in a James Bond movie. And and, and, and that guy from The Simpsons, you know, the evil billionaire from The Simpsons, Mr. Branson. Max Powers looks like that. Oh, I can't remember. He looks like who, Vera? Dog the Bounty Hunter. He does not look maybe like maybe if you dehydrated Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, lacks, he lacks that gorgeous head of hair. Oh. Gorgeous head of hair. You're, <laughs> you're into the mullets? Don't say gorgeous head of hair because <laughs> I mean, it, that was it came out that he oh. was cheating on it came out he was cheating Sorry. on his dying wife. So let's not Let's not, you know, sanctify old bitch. Like no, I. Okay, that you you had the goal to turn on Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. <laughs> he rocks that. I mean, not just a mullet. I mean, he's got these bleached hair and the terrible teased bangs. Like it was just bad. It was bad, bad. I'll forget. I'll mute myself again. All right, can we? You want to talk about having a bad? You want to talk about having a bad time? This was a bad fucking time. Oh, Woman dragged for her tent and killed by grizzly bear. Leah Davis Loken, 65, a nurse and cyclist, was killed near Ovando. The grizzly, weighing about 180 kilograms, first woke the campers around about 3 a.m., officials said. They took, out, uh, they took food out of their tent, secured it, went back to sleep prior to the attack around 4.15 a.m. The suspected bear was later fatally shot by wildlife officials using night vision goggles to stake out a chicken coop. The animal raided near a small Montana town. Now, excuse me, the first time I even got a whiff of a bear's fart, I would have been out. Yep. I would have been. Forget the tent, I'm gone. Well, one of the commenters, Steve, did you see? It was Helen, our favourite actually said that. She said, how stupid or something to stay there. And I'm like, she's right. Yeah, she's right. Have, like, you know what? Not only that, I would have started a forest fire. I'd be like, fuck you. Get away from my tent. <laughs> Vera and I both agreed we did not want to run into Yogi Bear. I like, <sighs> I like my nature on a postcard. Yep, yep, yep. You know? the, and look, this is why I, I don't I, camp. Okay, We're joking about it, but 
There, I could imagine. I could not imagine a more terrifying way to die. Now, in my twenties, I did do the drunk camping that Mark alluded to, but since then, I can afford a hotel. <laughs> but, but at least if you, were, if at least if you were drunk, you would kind of be like, Ugh. But, but like, she was like, she knew what was happening. I mean, That's so obnoxious. We had to get in the middle of the woods so nobody could see us. <laughs> Like if that thing is coming around to your tent, don't you think it'll come back? Why would you stay? Oh, yeah. Why? Why? <sighs> Why? All right, I've got another question. Why? Why, Why Stephen no. North? Just in general. Mira's boyfriend. Okay. Fresh from his criticism of Black Widow and its star Scarlett Johansson, which <laughs> has earned approximately $215 million in its first week of release. The e-cigarette spokesperson has labelled Titanic, directed by James Cameron, garbage. The 47-year-old... Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Let's add a few. Um, the 47-year-old actor was in the running to play Jack Dawson in the hit movie, but lost out to Leonardo DiCaprio. And despite knowing the film would have been great for his career, he has strong opinions on the finished product. I thought it was by the numbers... Pretty soppy and pretty vanilla, but obviously it is one of the biggest movies of all time, and it's now a piece of history, he said. Dorf has also lamented growing up in in the Hollywood lifestyle of excess and extravagance. How did you did happen? You How did fear.com, dude! Shut up! How does this husband keep squeaking in more minutes to his 15 minutes of fame? He has to be over the limit. He is <laughs> over the nobody. limit. Why does anybody care what he says? No one right. he, He's so just we're complicit now in it. <laughs> Do we really think he's 47, though? I'm, I'm looking it up. I I'm don't care. He's I feel like he was older when I was younger. He, was he sounds like an e-cigarette spokesman. What does he have? He sounds like someone. Anyone? He looks he's spoiled, and he's like a kid throwing the to- the toys out of the cot. Like right. he's because he no didn't one get will cast him anymore. He wanted. Yeah, no. and he's got the shit. And now he'll instead of instead of being just angry or disappointed at himself, he'll just lash out at shit, and it just makes. Well, him how about you just ridiculous. say nothing? Yeah, it, it costs a whole no- lot of nothing to say nothing. When your la- last movie's box office worldwide was $34,000, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up, bro. Like, like I'm no sure. Did that even pay a catering bill? No, <laughs> probably not. I don't think he's ever, has he ever done a good movie? Like, I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm looking at this. This is what I said. It was like the 1999 blockbuster film uh, Villain of the Year for Blade. Villain of the Year for Late. Ironically, he was fine with the, he was fine with being in a, a Marvel movie then. Yeah, he's probably a little bitter that they're going to do a remake without him. Well, they're re, yeah, he they're probably re-reading doesn't it. realize it's a Marvel thing. I guarantee you, he has no idea Blade is part of the Marvel universe. Guarantee it. Guarantee <sighs> it. Out of touch. Okay, look, we have to do a Britney update because you know it's uncensored Why radio. Not? <laughs> in a surprise appearance, the singer has again addressed the judge in her conservatorship hearing and has praised her fans for giving her the strength and courage to speak up and fight. They are remarkably strong and talented. It's because of them I am here today. It's because of them I have the fucking strength to speak up against my family who have silenced me and my fans for years, she said. Spears became emotional as she spoke of the fear she has uh, of her father stemming from childhood and has cited more examples of her family's lack of care, including 
staying in her home, in her holiday home, while forcibly detaining her in a psychiatric facility against her will. The pop princess has also stated she wants Jamie Spears charged with conservatorship abuse, as well as his removal. Um, big, big, big update in the last 24 hours. The judge has granted her the right to choose her own attorney, which means she will have her own chosen legal representative for the first time since 2008. Well, this is like a relevant to the Stephen Dorff thing because that was his best role as her boyfriend in the Every Time video. There True. You go. That's <laughs> his best role. You you better True. join that Free Britney movement, buddy. Because uh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's coming. As health, as health yes. professionals, do we really that. think, do they detain people in psychiatric wards who are completely well against their will? No. It, and all psychiatric admissions are limited in this country. You so, can't go yeah. You can't go beyond 60 days for an involuntary admission. And like I said last week, it's like, come on. We watched Charlie Sheen have a meltdown. We've seen Mel Gibson have a meltdown. Britney's meltdown was 20 years ago or 15 years ago, however long ago it was. And this woman is still in prison. Whereas, you know, Mel <clears throat> Gibson and Charlie Sheen have been granted the right to fail on their own. I think it's a lot more insidious because of the, the money that's involved. And, and the amount of the amount of people that's their family that's doing it. Well, and she's not many... arguing that she has, you know, a mental health issue. She acknowledges it, and she acknowledges that she needs to get it treated. But they are excessively treating it. Yeah. Like they are just like drugging her to shut her up. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> how many how many men do you see where their mothers have conservatorship over them? Mm. Right. You know that yeah. tells you that tells you the whole dynamic here. Yeah. Exactly. That was my point. Yeah. Yeah, no? I just said, yeah, look. Yeah, like Vera said. <laughs> like Vera said. Yeah, get out of Vera's team. <laughs> like Vera said, but I just, I hope, I think with the eyes of the world, like this is, this, this information is stuff that if you're a Britney fan, not just like a casual one, you've known it's been going on for the last however long, that they're like just making a dance like a puppet. But now that the eyes of the world are on that, you can only hope that there's some kind of forcible good change for her so she can look, even if she doesn't ever work again, who cares? She like she's really done enough. She's done enough. She's a cultural icon. Yeah, like she, she will go right down to, in history. She has the right to spend all her money and go broke too. Yeah. You know? I mean, everybody's got the right to make their own bad choices. No one or cared when MC Hammer did. Yeah. If Sandy were here, she'd say it's the patriarchy. It, it is. is the patriarchy. It is. All right. Um, I don't know how we work the patriarchy into this, but let's talk about it. Um, I'll tell you how we work. <laughs> Stupid model. Stupid model. Uh, Bella Hadid has caught it controversy in Khan. Oh, listen to that alliteration. This week, as she's donned a chest exposing black gown with complimentary gold necklace modeled after a set of human lungs. The 24-year-old, yeah, wow, she's 24. She looks like she's 48. <laughs> um, the 24-year-old just went Instagram official with her rumored new man, 33-year-old art director Mark Kalman, over the weekend. Meanwhile, Hadid's ex-boyfriend, the singer of the weekend, 31, was once more spotted about town with actress Angelina Jolie, 46. I'll tell oh, you how the, the patriarchy is involved in this because they're slut-shaming her. She's wearing a boob tree. You know what? 
They're just I boobs. They are just boobs. There's nothing wrong with the it. The most questionable thing about this, the boob tree or the lung necklace. I want to know why her mouth looks like a sex doll. Yeah, it's not. That's what she's modeled for. <laughs> she needs to hire her makeup artist because they're terrible, but they're also who cares if she's showing a little nipple? Oh my god, it's she a nipple! Lost, she's lost either. a lot of weight too. Like, a lot of weight. She used State. to be quite, like, voluptuous in the chestal area. Like, she was... Her and her sister were... They're not, they're not the, the, like, twig-thin supermodels, but she looks a bit scary at the moment. Look, I could comment on misogyny, the patriarchy, uh, the symbolism of what that necklace actually means, but I really feel like, Bella, you've got great tips, so good for you. Oh, yeah. In New York State, it became legal for women to bear their chest sometime in the 80s. And uh, I remember... And Vera let him free, didn't you? It's like, I could hardly bear my boobs if I didn't have to bear my belly. You know? I don't know. I think it's... Steve, I think it's a bad angle because she doesn't look that skinny here. Like, she mm. looks good. To so what she was. I think she looks fine. Yeah. I think she okay. looks fine. I mean, her look, makeup artist... Stay tuned for... We're going to do an uncensored radio topless just for subscribers. Uh, <laughs> are we? I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I do not be taking part of that. I mean, free the nipple and all that, but my nipples are staying covered. God, no one needs to see that, Lou. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to jump. We haven't done it for a little while, so we're all virgin viras at the moment it's been <laughs> it's been a hot minute since we've had um a subject i like to call the view from here now is it because right. we're finally caught or just because we haven't done no because we we i i there is a subject that i want to talk about that got, i got real feisty about last night okay. i was like oh this is making my blood boil let's do so, it so this waste of human tissue. Um, toxic troll, Tegan, wants people to feel bad for her after she was cancelled. Former model and Mrs. John Legend has gone on a self-pitying rant about how she can no longer express her feelings and after joking about joining the cancel club. Tegan has been accused of trolling Courtney Stodden both public and privately, going as far as to DM the then teenage Stodden messages like, I can't wait for you to die. Team Mum star Farrah Abrams and Project Runway designer Michael Costello also allege, and we're saying allege because Michael Costello may have um, not been 100% truthful, victimization from Tegan via social media. As a result, well, Tegan Farrah was... Abrams is such a pillar it's of... It is well, Abraham, she, she, how, sir. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, as a result, Tegan was cut from the marketing for her safely cleaning brand she founded with Chris Jenner, and her Cravings cookware line was dropped from major retailers and was forced to withdraw herself from Netflix's Never Have I Ever. Now, before we get started, I'm going to read this fucking piece of shit. <clears throat> okay. I don't really know what to say here. Just feel (laughs) so weird to pretend nothing happened in this online world, but feel like utter shit in real life. Going outside sucks, and I don't feel right. 
Being at home alone with my mind makes my depressed head race. But I do know that however I'm handling this isn't the right answer. I feel lost and need to find my place again. I need to snap out of this. I desperately want to communicate with you guys instead of pretending everything's okay. I'm not used to doing it any other way. Cancel Club is a fascinating thing. I've learned a whole lot. Only a few understand it and it's impossible to know until you're in it. And it's hard to talk about it. That's uh, hard to talk about it in that sense because obviously you sound whiny when you're clearly when you've clearly done something wrong. It just sucks. There's no winning, but there never was here anywhere. Anyhow, all I know is that I love you guys. I miss you guys, and I needed an honest moment with you because I'm just tired of being sick with myself all day i don't even know if it's a good good to say any of this because it's going to get brutally ripped apart yeah it is but i don't know (laughs) i can't do this silent shit anymore if you or someone you know has been cancelled please let me know if there's a cancel club reunion because i could use some time off my couch thank you goodbye i love you now i'm going to jump on vera's thing first Fuck you, Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> you are a a proven toxic bully and you deserve everything you're getting. Use like ugh. I'm disappointed because I, I have been bullied. Like I have been bullied, but hundred percent honesty, I've been the bully too. And there is no excuse for it. Once you grow up and you get older and you learn and you're not in that survival instinct of high school that, you know, people are people, it's, you, you do better. You, when you know better, you do better. She's obviously not using that time productively. Educate yourself. Go do something for these charities that are all about stopping online, online bullying. Do something for mental health. You know what? Do something for birth loss that you were all about five like five months ago, and then it's all all of a sudden disappeared because now your personal reputation's fucking in in tatters. And oh, she makes me so angry. Okay, I'm anyway. gonna jump. I'm gonna jump in one and say you don't have a right to uh, tell her how to recover from that kind of trauma. Because people I do have look. I don't have a right to tell her, but she can do something productive with her time after she's tried to make everyone else, like she's had lawyers contact people and trying to threaten the truth from coming out. So look, that's a horrible thing that happened to her. Everyone was behind her. Do something productive with your time instead of whinging about your privilege. But again, you're saying no better, do better. Everything that she has been ripped apart about was in her past. And she, she's not done anything to fix it, Katie. Oh, no, I agree with you there. But we are also a culture that put a huge bully into... Yeah, I was going to say. Put a huge bully into the White House. Not everyone. And, okay, not everyone, but enough people voted for him to put him in the White House. That's the point. Wait, you guys didn't vote for him? <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with us. <laughs> Can't blame that um, one on us. And, We're just a disease capital at the moment, and, so you and know. The people who are... And a lot of the people who are canceling her are Trump supporters. They're just finding a reason to hate her I, because I she because they want to be best. Because she, she trolled him. No, and but because she trolled. She trolled everyone. This is the point. She trolled everyone, and then she doesn't expect any blowback. She, I'm not you got you to take the medicine. You got to take no, the medicine. I'm not saying because, she's in the right. I'm just saying that a lot of the people canceling her are people who uh, voted Trump into office. That's what I'm saying. 
it's a it's a huge hypocritical cycle. I'm not Tough saying shit. She, I'm not saying she's okay. I'm not saying what she did is okay. I'm saying that us as Americans are hypocrites. Yep. Tough and shit. And she needs to deal. And she'll make great tips, Christy. <laughs> no, but I'm ser- I, like I'm being a hundred percent serious, and I I know that I was horrible. I I was a horrible individual to to people in my teenage years, and I am not proud of that. It is not anything to wear as a badge of honor. Being a mean girl is is not a personality trait. It just signifies that you're a cunt, basically. Um, so maybe we shouldn't air that mean girls thing anymore. <laughs> Well, look, it, when it's when it's in fun and like we everyone involved in that knows that it's a joke, yeah. Yeah, we have we have a, we evolved I'm just, past I'm that. Just but, on but I was bullied I, too. I I get where you're coming from. I was horribly bullied. I think the one the most important Don't you think thing every that she single should person on this planet has been bullied and has been a bully at some point in their life. Yes, so absolutely, Vera. Maybe Mark. <laughs> I played football. I'm like. 6'3", 240 pounds, and I've been bullied. Hmm. So, like, anybody gets bullied, and Vera is absolutely but, right. But as, know, an adult, as an adult, you know that that's not acceptable behavior. But adults bully, and especially in workplaces, they you don't would do say it that like you would in a schoolyard. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the they thing. They do it Cor- very passively. Luke, yeah. Courtney Stoddard was a teenager. Chrissy Teigen was an internationally famous adult, and what she, what she didn't know was that she Courtney Stoddard was a was a, an abuse victim at the time. She was oh, going look, through I, that, I and then she had this she had this thing. piece of trash, commenting on her. What she did, but, but my 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 thing is though, like when these people do these terrible, terrible things. They usually met with a similar reception, but like for me personally, I think Chrissy, whatever, like she's done some horrible shit. You need to own it, but like I'm not going to go to that level and like start fucking ripping her apart um, because it's just going to make me feel like a piece of shit. That's that's the point. Like she's a horrible bully. What does bullying her do? It just keeps. I'm not bullying. Hey, I'm not bullying her. I'm not saying you're bullying her. I'm saying people bullying her what is that going to do it's going to keep the vicious cycle going and she's going to make a comeback and no one's going to care anymore. then she anyways. should keep her mouth shut well i will forever have a soft spot for her because she did bully trump she what she bullied, she, she bullied trump. trump and i i also you know i'm very disappointed because i i really appreciate how vocal she was uh with fertility issues yeah yeah my wife and she's i have gone so through much, a lot of those and it's you know she's done so much right but all she's focusing on is poor me, poor me, poor me at she's the moment. She's definitely going about this wrong. So yeah. get exactly. the fuck... Like, I think her biggest issue is that she has a social media addiction. Oh, I can, Yeah, I tune agree. out for a we bit. We can all but... agree on that. Get off it. Um, I Walk hate away. to I hate to run off, but I need to You're go getting off social people. media? How rude are you? Get off I need to go bully some people. <laughs> well, thank you for <laughs> joining us. Twitter. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I miss thank you, Vera. Fun, mate. Come you. visit Thanks Pennsylvania. I to that house. It's gorgeous looking. Thank you. Bye, Mark. See you later. See you later, Mark. Bye. Bye. But yeah, I think that she just needs. Oh, hey, Mark's to... still here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bully her. Fucking <laughs> nerd. I think that yeah. Use use that platform 
or actually, you know what? Get off that platform to start with. Get I off the platform. I, I don't think take some time idea. away. Educate yourself. Try and put some good vibes back into the world like you were doing beforehand. And don't worry about your brand and your character. You've got more money than any of us will ever know or understand. Do something like use the shit show that you've created to do something good with the world. She is all pick, I'm saying. She should pick up where Melania left off and actually like do yeah, something to uh bullying. yeah bully people. How old is Tegan? <laughs> no one cares. Forty in her forties or late thirties. She's young. She's Chrissy young. Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. I think she's in her thirties. Okay. So yeah. look, she yes, yeah, just needs to grow up now. Like it's done, and be sorry, move on, and well, apparently, stop, stop uh, lamenting. Uh, and Hollywood gossip says the husband's looking for a divorce lawyer anyway. So whoopsie daisy. Oh, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Speaking of bullying, gossip girls back. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen gossip just, girls. Just don't care. Next. Fucking loved it. It was so good. <laughs> if you I'm like gossip, go. if you liked if you like the original gossip girl there is a big there's a big twist as to what's going on and it's really it's it's very um timely let's just say for the gen z's and the millenn- uh, gen x's and the millennials are they being bullied <laughs> no, they are actually no the millennials and the gen z's actually sorry <laughs> i got it i got it wrong um, and Steve, just yeah. funnily, when you read that thing by Chrissy Teigen, speaking of bullies, you said it, you read it you exactly did. like Jemay from Summer High Tide. <laughs> I mean, she's an absolute bitch. Wait, can I ask you guys something? If you, if this is like, if we're going on the anti-bullying thing, are you guys going to stop bullying me now? Nah, that's part of the brand. <laughs> I think Luke is the one that's got the bullying uh yeah, I get really so ripped on. Oh. And Steve's mean to me. You're and everyone's mean to me, mean to me I'm Katie. Jeff, I'm, Jeff, I'm Jeff's proxy. I've got to be mean while he's not here. I've got to be and the Katie, controversial. That's why I have to I have to like bully you a little bit. So then it looks like <laughs> I think that they cool they think I'm cooler and they're gonna leave me alone for a little while. <laughs> the vicious cycle just, this is what I'm saying, guys. The vicious cycle continues. Shut up, Vera. Hey, let's let's not um let's not call let's pot call Kettle Black. Remember she called you a Mexican? I do remember. Excuse me, I called her a Mexican. Yeah, but you mentioned it. You mentioned it. You're in. Well, I hope that got Vera boiling because that's about to lead us into the segment it that we is. like to call. If I get <laughs> wait a second, thank you for that segue. I forgot to take the banner down. Well, <laughs> Okay. Better than I had. <laughs> yeah, well, wouldn't be hard. Here we go. <laughs> All right. This is a mixed bag of tricks here. There's several things today that got my go. And again, like always, there's a bottom line issue. There was the uh, misinformation campaign about the vaccine and the escalating uh, vaccine crisis in this country. You know, uh, 99% of the people that are dying in this country right now of COVID are unvaccinated. Why? Because of misinformation. Because everybody's like, it's untested. I don't believe in vaccines. Go ahead, die. You are proving the Darwin theory. I also saw today, well, out on the internet, somebody had written up an ad for the Patriot Academy constitutional training 
Do you not for one minute think that some dumbass is making a bunch of money teaching you what they think you should know about the Constitution? You know the best way to learn the Constitution? Read the fucking Constitution. It's not hard. Read it. Then you will be a Constitution expert. And you will know that the Second Amendment is not enshrined in gold. And God did not give everybody AR-15. And the final misinformation that's killing me is Brexit. Brexit was driven by Russian propaganda to make the people of Great Britain afraid of the um, European Union's agreement to take refugees. It was an anti-humanitarian campaign that was founded or fueled, not founded, by misinformation. People, I say this all the time, do the research, figure out what's real. There's so much crap online. You don't take your opinion from me. Don't take your opinion from Tucker Carlson. Figure out what you think. Read, learn, do. Don't just be sheep. You know what's killing me, Vera? My Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Killing you? Why? Okay, it was a bad joke. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> this, is bullied, this is why you're bullied, Katie. This is why you're bullied. I'm on brand, okay? <laughs> Leave the jokes to the professionals. Okay, let's, um, let's palette cleanse with this little girl winning spelling bee. Yay! She looks so So she became so the first African-American to win the United States National Spelling Bee, televised live on ESPN with complete commentary and interviews with the participants. The competition played out for a live audience at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. 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 <laughs> practices her spelling seven hours a day, which has paid off as, uh, as she won 50K, fuck, USD yeah. in cash after... Correcti- correctly spelling the word Maria. Is that it? That I don't know how it. to pronounce it. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to pronounce it. I'm Is that it? Pretend I know what it means. That's it. It's I'm something with plants, that. I think. I'm you looking it up. I'm looking it up. I am looking it up. Plants or... I didn't read the article because I commented, okay, what did she spell? <laughs> it's right there. It's a plant. It is a plant. There you go. Yeah, I thought it was related to plants. It's a plant in Australia, you dumbass. There you go. How I knew. <laughs> I knew. I absolutely knew. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I've heard it before. I'm like, you could kind of, look, you could kind of guess that though, right? There was it's a either, movie. It's either going to be one R or two R's. There was a movie out of like five or ten years ago, and I thought somebody had already won the spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> but good on her. I feel like I that's, good that's the good news that we needed. Yeah. Awesome. Katie, I did find an article yeah, for sure. Quick, I... little, quick little local tie-in. One of the finalists, or one of the people who made it to the spelling bee, came from Auburn, New York. Yeah. Didn't they it tell one kid, one kid that he won and he spelt something wrong? What? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe that in one of the rounds, like he got he like he he won the round, but he he um spelt something wrong. He used an A instead of an E or something. Oh, and they had, like, they the had judges to, they had to, to spell. They had to tell him live on TV. <laughs> they had to tell him live on TV that he actually had won. <laughs> actually, you're stupid. <laughs> no, we're like we're so 
They did that. Oh, thi- they did that thing where everyone's a winner. You know, we're so proud of you and your efforts today. No, you got it wrong. You lost. Bye. Oh, you just see the judges sitting at the table, and then you hear that uh, curb your enthusiasm theme start playing because they got to take it back. <laughs> You're the weakest link. Goodbye is all I have to say. There was a Shark Week article that I was going to do, but we kind of out of time. Basically, one of the cast of Jackass got attacked by a shark on well. on set. <laughs> so yay! Well, that's <laughs> the Jackass four. Dumbass. Listen, yes, yeah. guys, don't ever listen. Sharks are beautiful, majestic creatures, and every time you go into the ocean, you're going into their house. We are very lucky that the shark population is actually up because it was dangerously, dangerously low before. And sharks are amazing. And, and they probably they have not been killing humans in such great numbers until we started fucking with their food chain. They're not even you are more likely to die at the beach by a riptide, by anything. Someone got attacked like 40 minutes down the road last week. Um, that's all. And it was probably a case of mistaken identity because that is more than likely the case when it's a shark attack. They nibble at yeah. you and they run off. Do I bite people when I mistake them for chicken? No. I mean, See, not cool. I mean, you just bit my head off, so there you yeah, go. <laughs> some, some things are natural. Oh my some God, a good joke. Yes. Some things are natural selection, okay. you know. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, Katie. <laughs> some, people are, some people are born to be lower on the food chain. And I am one of them. I'm just the weakest link of the UCR family. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right, you Katie Jeffrey Tegan. when you got evil Steve. Calm down, Katie Tegan. It's all right. You'll survive. Jesus You'll survive. But you will not survive the witch's curse if you do not watch the second installment of Uncensored Horrors review of Fear Street 1978. We're going back to camp, kids. It is a groovy time. We had a lot of fun on that review, didn't we, guys? I well, I did. I did. But I won't watch it. We absolutely did. You would wuss out hard with this one. This one and is then hardcore. Today slash tonight. Well, today in America, uh, today in Australia, tonight, tomorrow in the US, we have the final installment, Fear Street sixteen sixty six, which we will talk ah. about. Which we will talk about next week. Thank you for joining us on an overly long uncensored radio yeah. today. I was going to say, everyone, if you stick through the credits, at the end we're going to be all looking at each other like the Brady Bunch and waving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next Thank week. You, Bye now. Thanks, Mark. Bye. You're going to be hearing from my lawyer from this bullying, this bullshit. We're being all wholesome, Katie. Be all wholesome. No. Mr. Brady died of AIDS. Bye. (laughs)